India charts the truth about the markets. So February 1st budget day all eyes will be on the finance minister presenting the budget will the market give us a three cheers or is it going to bleed let's understand all this in the next 20 minutes from Rohit Srivatsava founder of India charts as to where the market is heading to hello and welcome to everyone to India charts podcast this is Chavan Krishna business head at India charts along with me Rohit Srivatsava hi Rohit Welcome to the podcast. Hi Chavan, great to be doing this and I think it's an important date uh, to really be doing it which is just two days ahead of the budget itself and one day, uh, in fact tonight I think it's going to be the Federal Reserve meet. Right, government is under serious pressure. Perhaps this will be the most challenging or significant one keeping in mind how the economy has been performing. GDP figures has been on a constant downside. How important you might see this budget is going to be going forward i think when the markets look to budgets they always think it's important because they are hopeful that uh, the budget will do something which will propel it uh, in the especially in the upward direction so it's become an important turn uh, event in fact so many tops and bottoms have formed around the budget uh, which is why people watch it i mean you go back to 2016 when the market was down on the npa issues it kept falling right into the day of the budget and bottomed right on that day and then 2018 the last significant top we had in the mid caps occurred uh, just around budget day we peaked uh, you know just around there or plus or minus of two days and then you got the long term capital gains tax and the market started to sell off so that's how important it really is and this time round because uh, we did i mean we of course been among the few who were saying that the economy would slow down uh, and uh, the broad market was uh, you know overstretched uh, and we we pretty much forecast the sell off that we saw over the last two years but now that the markets are rebounding on what we've been calling the reflation trade uh, what has not happened is you haven't had a rebound in the growth as far as the economy is concerned and earnings growth of course have continued in some stocks and sectors but it's not yet become broad based and so the market really is looking for now some kind of measures from the new government which are far more significant and meaningful to the broad economy rather than only sector specific or uh, you know to to parts of keeping things uh, just uh, you know on a balancing foot so they are really looking forward to significant spending especially on the infra side they want the government to really stretch itself so that uh, things start to improve and i think that's why it's really going to be important to see whether they pull it off or whether they're going to still continue to try and uh, maintain the balancing act okay but last year you know the finance minister announced a corporate uh, tax cut of almost like uh, 5% just significantly hit their income pockets do you actually see the government maintaining the fiscal deficit or do you see them going all out in this budget to revive the economy so i think the pressure to go all out is really very very high and reason and there are good reasons for that the big important change is that the narrative in terms of people who are outside and actually referring to the comment which means economists and uh, you know researchers those who who are outside the government who have been commenting now Uh, earlier would always say that no government should not go outside their fiscal math now all of them are saying that you know government should do something so that's how poor the situation has become now will the government do it or not the real question is is there room for the government to really, really do it and my argument is that there is and the simple reason i give is india's debt to gdp and that i'm talking about the public debt which is just the government debt to gdp ratio which was almost as high as 92% under the vajpayee uh, regime has come down to 65% and this the reason this has happened is we spent the last 15 20 years saying that 
uh, we should maintain a tight economy uh, uh, rather than we should maintain a tight fiscal deficit and uh, we should really not be uh, you know overspending and that tightness that we maintained since those days has helped bring this debt to gdp ratio down so we've been cribbing about fiscal deficit for a very very long period of time but if you just go back to keynes uh, uh, you know theory it was that uh, when times are tough you spend more and try to you know get the economy moving and when times are good then you try to you know tighten it and bring down your debt levels and to that extent i would say that's exactly what we've done uh, whether people like it or not and so if times are tough today this is the time where you actually go over budget and uh, take those measures at least if we go by uh, keynesian theory should we do it or not what will be the counter uh, impact of that on the currency and many other factors is something that people will endlessly debate uh, but i think we have more room to do this than uh, most places around the world so okay so coming back to the markets you know where do you see the nifty and bank nifty heading considering two scenarios you know what if the budget really disappoints the markets where do you see it going down or what if the market gives a three cheers to the budget where do you see the markets heading actually so there can be two levels of uh, cheerful one can be that it's completely a dream budget uh, we haven't seen anything like that since the manmohan singh days and only one attempt at something close to that by p chidambaram in 1997 but that budget didn't hold because that government fell within a month so uh, we haven't had a dream budget that when cause markets to keep running away on the upside uh, for a prolonged period of time and possibly even if the government does stretch itself but not too much but just enough to you know get things Uh, done over a period of time the way the market will respond is it might think that fell uh, it's a good budget but uh, it will take 3 to 6 months to play out and so in the short term uh, in that scenario i think uh, once we do have you know spike up in the markets into the budget based on uh, what we get uh, eventually it should be reasonable to expect some kind of a correction or pullback before they go higher because from the lows of september we had a pretty good rally in elliot wave since i would call it a five wave rally that rally did seem to correct a bit in the early part of january uh, but again and again it has been you know gyrating both up and down so i would leave room for the possibility that post the budget which is usually a sentimental extreme you do get some kind of a pullback into feb and march and then things really pick up in the market again as they are able to price in the uh, positives that come out of the budget so that's one scenario uh, would it be outright crazy that it drives the market uh, from here itself to another level altogether i think that's like i said it's never happened and it would be out of the box it's not something that we can really predict the third scenario is that it completely disappoints in which case the sell off starts right from budget day and uh, then we would really consider the risk as to whether it gets deeper than what even i was anticipating earlier what if the you know budget disappoints the market do you see a 61 point uh, retracement on the entire five waves So a 61% retracement is normal in both scenarios whether it's a disappointing budget or whether it's a uh, you know a reasonably good budget and would play out over a period of time. So in both those scenarios keeping a 60% retracement for any unknown reason it could be a global factor or something which is not even related uh, to the Indian economy that can cause something like that. The risk of a disappointing budget would be that well the economic activity will actually not pick up across the board and then it is purely focused on just you know few corporations which are doing well and you know can that momentum itself also continue because you're purely basing it on uh, consumption spending by uh, consumers and that makes it really really tough for the market to go beyond a certain level so i think disappointing budget would would actually make me question whether you're going to go below 61% otherwise apart from that there's no reason why you should go deeper than that 
uh, and hopefully you don't get even that deep so let's let's come to the auto sector now you know 2018 and 19 has been the worst phase for auto sector in almost a decade or so you know if you see their uh, sales volume and all you know you you consider tata motors or aisha motors or maruti it has got a beating but over the last 3 4 months you know we have seen a uh, some kind of rally in the motors especially you see tata motors uh, at the lows of september uh, at 106 it has almost you know gone up by more than 90% do you feel the auto sector worst is over or is there anything to come so i think from a pure technical sense i did start to believe that the auto sector's worst might be over uh, and what you have is an initial rally on what we would term as value buying essentially because stocks had fallen too much so value buying is what has driven it up what you would really want is the real underlying momentum to come up in terms of numbers i don't think we can still see it very clearly uh, but you would hope to see it in the next one or two quarters and that's where the room is really for you know an intermittent correction sometimes that you know markets move ahead of uh, expectations of change first they first you get value buying coming in because prices fell too much and then eventually if things start changing then that starts getting uh, you know priced into the market so i think that's where we are we got the value buying part of the auto sector done uh, what we really want to see is the actual momentum coming into uh, the numbers so in your daily articles you have been mentioning as to how bullish you have been on the metal sector you know you maintain a status quo on the same or do you you know change your opinion or considering the recent downside on the metal sector So I think the recent downside uh, poses some risk uh, not because of just the correction itself because uh, it was a correction which was normal I started to anticipate it more than a week ago that you'd get pullback and I initially thought that it was just a correction to what has been a series of impulsive rallies my real concern uh, is not coming from uh, the metal sector's reaction but what is hap- what is the what is behind that view what was really behind that view was a reflation trade which really means that you had the dollar over the last quarter from september to december started to fall and that started to drive up uh, prices of various commodities purely based on the expectation that central banks around the world were back to some kind of easing uh, various uh, banks uh, central banks have actually been cutting interest rates uh, over the last 6 to 8 months uh, include uh, not just the us many asian and other markets as well uh, and the us itself which was in which was in the mode of quantitative tightening at least on its balance sheet it was still unwinding the bonds that it had purchased into September and then that unwinding process ended immediately they started buying bonds in the repo market and over a 3 4 month period they've bought 500 billion dollars worth or more uh, of uh, you know bonds uh, in the US market so all of that started to somewhere appear like a stimulation for the financial markets and has driven up US stocks along with that commodity prices but what we have seen in the last 2 3 weeks uh, and the start of this year is that suddenly that rally uh, that we the, the sell off that we saw in the dollar Uh, actually turned into into a rally and the rally we saw in commodity prices started to lose momentum initially in some of the base metals and more recently in copper and uh, uh, in oil itself so when we see when we look at this loss of momentum it puts you on a back foot as to whether uh, whatever measures are being taken are really working or not and uh, whether the reflation trade is you know uh, ended up being just a short term trade Uh, and not something that would last for a longer period of time maybe it will come back uh, you don't know what central banks will do again but for the time being it really has put me on a back foot uh, i will continue to watch it uh, take some risk off the table as far as the metal sector is concerned let it correct some more uh, and wait for a clear trend on the dollar to emerge again 
especially on the way down so till that happens i think uh, i would have i'm uh, backing off somewhat on the commodities and metal space so coming into uh, gold sector you know there has been a recent rally in the gold it hit the all time highs uh, do you think the rally was majorly because of the recent crisis in the middle east or is it like we are in the midst of a major bull run in gold so there are a couple of different things which happen in gold one is like you said all time high prices which usually happens in a particular currency so we've seen all time highs in inr terms but we haven't really seen all time highs in dollar terms now uh, the dollar price of gold moves up on two different uh, reasons one of them is that you have a falling dollar which i've already spoken about so that stopped happening so that's one thing which went off the second is if you have real interest rates really coming down which also supports gold the third is sometimes you do get spikes on geopolitical reasons but then that also happens in oil but these things don't really last uh, which is why you've seen the oil sell off becoming much more steep in fact simultaneously even gold stop ended up happening on the same day that the uh, uh, iran uh, attack news was uh, all over the news so my sense is that while longer term we are still in a bull market for gold i don't think that view really changes because that view i took in 2015 when gold was at 1050 now we are almost 50% up from there over the last uh, several years i don't think the long term trajectory has changed but what happens is in between as and when you either get a spike up in interest rates where real interest rates are no more uh, start uh, you know heading higher or if you get a rally in the dollar both of these tend to have a counterproductive impact on uh, gold prices themselves another thing which any trader should be watching and uh, would be watching uh, i would believe is look at the commitment of traders report look at the positioning and uh, the positioning was has been showing for quite a while the highest long positions ever uh, as far as gold traders are concerned in the international uh, futures markets and uh, the position is uh, close to or a little more than what it was when we topped in 2016 also at around 13 uh 1350 odd uh, and then after that we didn't go above that level till uh, last year so the same kind of long position has ended up building up on the gold uh, price which is the other thing that i fear that if too many people are bullish probably some unwinding needs to take place uh, and right now with the dollar having to start up uh, start moving higher we've seen the impact on silver not yet so sharply on gold but i would actually let uh, the correction take place without really uh, changing my long term stance wonderful So, uh, 2020 going into the new year, uh, what all index you are looking into? What all index uh, you are uh, bullish or bearish? So, I think broadly we have taken a stance right now that uh, the Nifty itself has started an impulsive move. Now, what we'll be watching out for, like I said, if we get some kind of a correction, that it should only be a retracement and nothing more than that. That's the first thing to watch out for. The second is always looking for uh, beating down uh, sectors and uh, space where there can be a reversal. Uh, one of them, uh, like we discussed earlier, which could have been the metals. Now we've backed off. What we continue to look for though is, I think, pharma, because the pharmaceutical sector uh, after almost a 3 4 year uh, bear market is showing early signs of reversing from there and i think uh, there's good value to really try and attempt that so uh, i think the pharma sector is one which is also defensive in nature because uh, well everybody needs drugs uh, that one should actually uh, look at so that's one defensive area uh, the other that i can uh, uh, really think of is uh, the Uh, mid cap space because the mid and small cap sector actually got uh, beaten down uh, pretty significantly it went through almost a uh, uh, i would say 12 to 13 month kind of a bear market 
uh, or in fact from the peak of uh, 2018 you can say almost 18 months so 18 months uh, is a pretty prolonged period for ha uh, for having such a downtrend in fact if you just compare it historically that's 18 to 21 months is typically what you get in terms of bear market for most of the indian indices and so that's usually sufficient uh, even if i look at the relative strength i put out a chart some time back uh, after writing a detailed note it's there on quora as well uh, which shows the relative strength indicator that i publish in my long shot report and it indicates that we were at the lower end of the uh, long-term uh, trading channel uh, which comes all the way from 2005 and so when we were at that lower end coming close to that lower end then the odds are uh, higher that uh, the broad market starts bottom out now without ruling out any further uh, you know corrections that can come my sense is that look for individual stocks uh, that have uh, value or that where you know you can clearly say that there's no downside uh, and then uh, you know get invested in them it could take time to play out uh, but there's actually good room to do some kind of value investing in the individual stock space. So what advice would you give to all India chart subscribers going into the budget or you know, what, what strategy they should adopt for the big day? I think for very, very short term traders, what I would anticipate from current levels, because we've had one sell off on Iran attacks and then again, the second one on the coronavirus, I think there's room for a budget rally between now and the budget, which is only three days. And in that maybe retest the 12,480 mark, uh, which is the top end of uh, the expanding pattern that we've really uh, formed in the near term. Unless there's any negative surprise from, you know, anything outside of India, any global impact, I think that is what I would continue to expect. But uh, what the budget holds will will tell us as to where we go from there you already specified the three scenarios the first one outrageously uh, positive budget something which has not happened since the manmohan singh days that's the only scenario in which i see us going past 12500 and uh, you know into a non-stop kind of rally uh, the other reason that could have caused that if the reflation trade continued which which seems to have backed off for the time being and so that leaves us with only the other scenarios that is either it's uh, it disappoints or else it meets expectations but will play out over a period of time and in both those scenarios i think the positivity would get discounted and you would look at some kind of correction setting in into feb and march of uh, this year thanks Rohit. it was a wonderful session and to all the viewers of india charts please visit www.indiacharts.com and subscribe to our newsletters to get Rohit's views and news on Nifty, Bank Nifty and uh, other asset classes. Thank you one and all. Thanks uh, Rohit once again. Thanks. Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.